Blurred up, blurred up. Welcome to the show where we talk about nerd culture from a BPOV, a black POV. I am your host, Brendan, and I'm joined by Mel. Hello, hello. And Draper. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so enthusiastic to be here, I see. <laughs> so uh, today we're going to try to do a kind of a new, new kind of show. We usually just do reviews of things, and today we're just going to cover some topics and... We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. So first, how you guys doing? I'm almost dead, to be honest. I've been working like crazy and uh, been going to the hospital and different things like that. Mm-hmm. But oh, uh, man. yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm shaping up. So uh, getting ready to slide into the long weekend. Okay, I feel Good. you. Yeah, hope you get a chance to rest and recuperate and everything. Yeah, hopefully mm-hmm. that Detective Pikachu will. Raise your spirits. Oh, man. What we're not going to do tonight is talk about Detective Pikachu. I still can't believe this is a movie. Oh, my God. My body is ready. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Mel, how you doing? Doing okay. Uh, I'll be doing significantly better once I solve the moral dilemma of whether or not I'm going to go see Detective Pikachu or not. But we'll see what happens. (laughs) Treat yourself. (laughs) I don't know if that's a treat though. That's that's like the that's a level of hell. I'm pretty certain. <laughs> Count down the days. Ugh. All right, so let's let's just get <laughs> let's just get into it. So we're gonna talk about a couple of trailers uh, first. I think the biggest one this week was Sonic the Hedgehog. Speaking of Detective Pikachu. <laughs> Okay, no. Not, not okay. on the same level. No. Not, no. Okay. Don't, don't okay. put them in the same no. Okay. Let's be real. Why not? Why not? No, you, you, no, you got to no, convince tell me. me. No, you tell why? me why. Honestly, it's just, it's both random video game CG animals that don't quite match. So I the thing is, I'm not a massive fan of the Pokemon games. I watched the cartoon back in the day. So I don't really get the Detective Pikachu hype. I never played Pokemon Go, none of that. So it just looks really bizarre and overbuilt to me. I think it mm-hmm. being bizarre is kind of what's cool mm-hmm. about it. I mean, I mean the the obvious difference between Detective Pikachu and Sonic is that it's not just one animal in the human world like Sonic is. Mm-hmm. It's like he's just there randomly with shitty CGI, really um, with crazy legs, crazy legs and teeth yeah. with uh, Cyclops. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But Detective Pikachu is it's him. It's a whole world of humans interacting with these fantasy characters. I think I think I, okay. that could, that's a cooler sandbox to play with. Okay, I could, I could buy that definitely, but I mean on their face, I don't know. Sonic though, let's get back to that. Yeah, sure. I can't just poop on Detective Pikachu all night. But um, so Sonic, I what did y'all think? Well, first of all, that music. Yeah, us really started something that it didn't intend to. I think where everybody's trying to use rap songs in creative ways and trailers and it's not working <laughs> they're all trying to go back to that uh the, the heyday of uh california like gangster rap yeah you mm-hmm. know uh and uh trying to pull that out you know the, everybody ain't gonna have the loonies i got five on it exactly you know what i'm saying and be able to do what they did and um, yeah what does sonic have to do with gangsters paradise absolutely I get what nothing. on earth and we talked about it before like with Captain Marvel and it being a period piece, we're we're crossing into the into a new decade soon where mm-hmm. we're probably gonna get more of these nineties movies or nineties inspired films. Right. It's gonna come. 
I'm yeah. not sure what other properties they're going to bring out, but to there's so many other 90s songs you could have chosen for that trailer. Yeah, that would have been more fitting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like um, when I look at what they're trying to pair the movies with, uh, the topic and everything else like that. I feel like, again, the Loonies had the kind of spookiness to it. Yeah. You know, the way that they did the reverb and everything else like that. Um, but again, um, you look at something like Sonic the Hedgehog, and it didn't really even have like hip hop beats in the game or anything hip hop. It, it just didn't seem like it clicked for me like that. No, so, not like, at it, all. I, I, I would have totally expected them to run with something, you know, like rock. Sure. You know, or, or something else like that. Like, or like Firestarter, the prodigy. Yeah, Firestarter, cool. or, or yeah. House, even. Yeah, yeah. You know Green what I'm Day saying? Green Day or something. Yeah. yeah. Do some 90s punk stuff. Yeah. Have fun with that. But yeah. Coolio, I mean, I know he needs to check, but yeah. I mean. <laughs> Just there's no real connection. Also, speaking of the check, needing the check, what is Jim Carrey doing? Yeah. Getting the check. I guess. I mean, it better be a big one, too. Because he's been trying to do, like, a more serious career, isn't he? And now all of a sudden he's back to playing, like, wacky. I mean, he's literally doing, like, yeah. Ace Ventura shtick with this or The Mask. Yeah. And it's, I mean. He's too old for that now. <laughs> really? Okay. I don't know if it's season he's too old that's for ageist. it. Come on. Okay, it is ageist. You're right. It's ageist. I'm sorry. But I guess it's just that he's progressed to a point where his career's clearly gone past that. Because he had that show. I can't remember the name of it now. That that uh, Mr. Rogers kind like of. Where uh, he's like the Mr. Rogers right. character. And I watched the first season of that. And it's a really serious acting kind of piece. He's really taking it in a different direction. Yeah. He was just in that thriller maybe a year or two years ago. Where he's like playing, a, it's an, again, it's a serious character piece. He's really trying to do more serious acting. And then he does like this heel face turn and all of a sudden he's the mask again. I, I don't know. I, I kind of disagree. Mm -hmm. I kind of, because like I'm a huge proponent of like Tom Hanks going back into his big stage, his big bag. Do you think he could? I, I'm not sure if he could, but I, I stopped liking Tom mm -hmm. Hanks when he got out of that bag and started to be like uber serious. Mm, fair enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. I mean, I, I don't mind if, if Jim Carrey goes back and starts hamming it up again and going yeah. back to his roots and all the facial exercises true, and kind true. of exaggerations and everything like that. That's, I mean, on In Living Color, that's mm -hmm. all it was. That's true. But you know me, what I'm saying? But In Living Color was good. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, if you're going to take a step back to something you were doing earlier, you've got to do it well. But In Living Color was good because of how talented the people were. Yeah. Okay. And I still feel like Jim Carrey, you know, is bringing some talent to the game. So, sure. like, I'm going to see Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm not like crazy for it. I'm not mm -hmm. like counting down the days. Mm -hmm. I'm not like really this, that, and the other. But when it's in the theater, I see about a movie a week. So, I'll probably check it out. Fair and enough. I'm checking it out primarily to see Jim Carrey. Right. I mean, there's nothing else in the trailer that you would care about besides seeing yeah. what jim carrey would do um I mean, cyclops is getting a check too sure i feel bad for him i do too he really should have a way better career than he does and i yeah. don't know what happened like yeah. he's got all of the stuff that it takes to make a megastar he just has never really hit for whatever right. reason i uh it's I weird james marston that's james it. marston i just couldn't yeah. remember his name that's how bad it is but he's got everything he just isn't that so uh, yeah. no i want you to elaborate uh, what James does he Marston? have? What okay. does he have? The he's everything. Got, okay, he's got the looks. He can sing. He can dance. He can act. He's been in both, uh, like 
serious acting pieces quote unquote as well as some of like the nerd pieces he's been in like he was in x-men he was in westworld he's also done serious acting he's done musicals he's done broadway he's done all of the things you need to be a mega star but he's not he doesn't have that big name recognition like a brad pitt or a or a huge that's what i mean i mm-hmm. feel like a lot of the people that go that route and go mm-hmm. like the the kind of egot kind of mm-hmm. route or mm-hmm. something else like that where they're all over the place mm-hmm are not necessarily always going to be the big stars. That's true. Because I don't feel like the EGOT person is always going to be uh, the headliner in a movie. That's very true. But you know. would Hugh Jackman be in Sonic the Hedgehog? Hugh Jackman. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, like, at some point... In, <laughs> you right. Must go, <laughs> must go fast. Um, I don't like how this movie is is seemingly set in the city, and there's no like, because Sonic is a fantasy game, and it's you're you're always going to these crazy places. Uh, it was the Green Hill Zone, yeah, it's and like wildernesses, isn't it? Right. Yeah. I mean, he like ran in the desert. Mm-hmm. That's something. And I guess the that very end piece where Jim Carrey is kind of looking like Doctor Robotnik is it see it looked like there's some like big mushrooms in the background, so it seemed like they took a stab at something. But I feel like, you know how a lot of trailers these days will give you like an in shot mm-hmm. and you and you and it gives you the impression that that's going to be a big part of the movie or a surprise part in the third act mm-hmm. that carries through that whole third act. But it's really just the last part of the movie. Like when Venom did that turn the wind speech and you thought it was going to be like in the middle of the movie, but it was really like the last part of the movie. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be. Oh, I'm Doctor Robotnik now. Get mm-hmm. ready for the sequel. That's gonna be like the cutoff. That's I what that I, I, I feel too. about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was. It was like uh, what's his name? Um, uh, what's his name at the end of Alita: Battle Angel? Oh, uh, oh Edward uh, Norton's character. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, like that's the cutoff point. Right. It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, that's the hook to kind of bring you right. back. You're you're gonna. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like part of part of the reason why I'm on board with Sonic as well. Is because it's a huge risk. That's true. It is. Like, I mean, they're they're putting mm-hmm. a lot out there on the line, and yeah. I I want people to. I mean, it's the same thing with Detective Pikachu, where it's mm-hmm. just like they didn't have to create this, you know, world that you know has the the kind of like furry over rendered uh, mm-hmm. or extremely rendered, you know, kind of po- Pokemon out there. But it's just like they did, and nobody else expected them to do that, and so okay. that's why it's weird. That's why it's bizarre, and that's also why I want to see it. Again, I think the difference is when you watch the the Pokemon trailer, it it just feels like there's more care. Mm-hmm. Like even though they changed, you know, they made it a little more furrier than you may expect. It's an artistic choice, but it feels like they actually cared. I don't look mm-hmm. at the Sonic trailer. It does. It's like who who's your audience? Because yeah. there are there. I don't know any Pokemon fans who are like that movie looks bad. But every I went to Sonic the Hedgehog's Twitter page when mm-hmm. they released the. There's and a, there's a Sonic. Well, okay. They are, the the fans are not pleased. I can believe it. Not I, pleased. You know, yeah, I, you know the thing is, you're right. It's a big risk, and I can respect that too. I guess my question though is, is that risk gonna pay off? Detective Pikachu, for all the shit I'm talking, it might actually be good. And if so, I will gladly come here on Blurred Up and eat crow and talk about why I like it. But I don't think that Sonic has the potential to be good. Not at all. It just seems like they've because it just seems like they're just. For starters, why would they put? It just doesn't seem to have enough of a connection to the source material, I guess. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. that's that's big. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I would say that like I'm I'm starting to see the, this kind of analog, uh, where um, when you started talking about like the care, 
mm-hmm. and everything about building out the world. It's just like it's very uh, kind of Marvel-esque. If you compare like Marvel versus DC or something else like that, the way they kind of threw things out. And I think that Nintendo has that kind of care and that oversight about their IP. And they I do don't now. think I don't think that Sega is really out there like that right now. And they're just trying to like cash in. Right. You know, or we got this IP. We have to do something with it. Maybe uh-huh. Sega's in like their old selling out their properties like fought or like Marvel did back Maybe. in the in the 2000s phase. What like, are other Sega? Pro- I don't remember. What are other Sega properties? Shinmu. Uh, that's okay. that's awesome. Check and Raid is my favorite game of all time. Well, okay. it's it's like my top top five. Uh-huh. Uh, Who Son- did Mortal Kombat? Not Sega. No, that's as well. Uh, that's that's under Nether Realm. They're under uh, like yeah, Warner yeah. Brothers okay. now. Anyway, let's yeah. moving on. Let's move on <laughs> to. Gemini Man. Hmm. So Mel, you just saw this before, right before we recorded, and I actually just saw this today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Fresh Prince versus I Am Legend. Like, is that? Yeah. Am yeah, I? That's, am, that's am an I, apt way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah, but the, I mean, it's it's like, like legit. I'm I'm a warrior, Fresh Prince. You know, like I've trained my whole life for this. I've been completely created to be this perfect warrior Mm -hmm. you know kind of fresh prince you know not goofy fresh prince yeah like you remember that uh that viral drama it would be that fresh prince (laughs) i would much rather see that (laughs) i I would much rather see that i i want if they're gonna have fresh prince i want like a a uh carlton assassin and I want like you know how they had that that pair that um that cover of Forever Young in this Gemini yeah. man. Tra- I want do like a slow down scary uh, Tom Jones. It's not, <laughs> Tom not Jones unusual. Pop. It's not unusual. And then Carlton just comes through like with that slow dance. Hey, <laughs> that's gonna that would that would, do you want butts in the seats? That That's would, how you put butts in the you seats. You think Funny or Die won't do it. They will. <laughs> you know, the, the the worst and best part of this is that whole scenario sounds way better than the whole trailer that I just watched. Yeah. It was just really chaotic, and I was disappointed. And like, it was empty. Yeah, it was. You know what it reminded me of is the film version of World War Z, where if you've ever read the book of World War Z, that is one of the best books ever. Like, when I was reading that book, I'd read it on the bus on the way to work in the morning, and all day I'd be thinking when I get to go home, I get to read this book again. It's an amazing book. But the film was just sort of Brad Pitt chases zombies. It was kind of soulless and bland and whatever. I don't know what if what or if the Gemini Man is based on another property, but it has that same sort of empty feeling to it. It reminded me of World War Z when I was watching it. It's it's a Will Smith vehicle. I don't think it's based on anything anything Mm -hmm. else. I think at the very least with World War Z, there was at least people in that movie. Like in the trailer mm-hmm. for Gemini Man, it just felt like the two Will Smiths, um, mm-hmm. that I guess that company guy Clive who made, Owen. yeah, Clive Owen, yeah. and like well, it was like two or three other people. It, it seemed like such but a who, depopulated yeah, exactly. place. I don't even know what this world is. Is this world like a mm-hmm. uh, distant future? Is yeah. this like right now? Like yeah. we have nothing to really. Are they in like to. Syria, like yeah. some destroyed buildings? Yeah. Yes, like, like what know. did this man do? I don't even know wh- why they're hunting Will Smith. Right. Yeah. And there's no mystery in it to be like, oh wow, I really want to know why they is. I don't. Right. I don't care. Yeah. Will Smith. It's I'm sorry. always a bad sign when you get a better sense of who the stars of a film are than what the story of a film is when you're watching and, the and trailer. And then also, just I'm I'm not confident about the dialogue of the movie either because like you have like Will Smith kind of mugging. Why would they choose you to send after me? 
but you you're know? me. And it's, but you're me, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I That's, just, yeah. It's yucky. Yeah, it doesn't look good. I'm not it, feeling it. Yeah, I mean, I'll see it kind of like you're going to see Sonic. I'll see it because it's Will Smith. He has and a I'm going to see it too. My heart, but I don't, I don't have a lot of confidence in this. This is another one of those movies where if I weren't doing this show, I wouldn't see it. Hmm. I usually wait for reviews to, to like the ones that I that mm-hmm. I like to tell me what what's up. Mm-hmm. But look at their look at their rollout though. This movie doesn't come out till October. Oh wow! You know, oh. and they're rolling it out way in advance. I mean, yeah. like, what are they trying to do? What's the what's the plan for the rollout? How are they going to continue mm. after yeah. this trailer? Yeah, you know, like what are they? You know, is this you know to kind of get like a reaction and then see do they need to recut some scenes or yeah. that's a good that's story a good point, or something touch up the effects mm-hmm. yeah. yeah again I, they do need to touch up the effects because young will smith bring in bring in carlton yeah <laughs> <laughs> they need to bring in whoever de-aged uh, samuel L. jackson exactly. and, and captain marvel exactly. right. that's the squad they mm-hmm. need to get in there i want all the fans to uh go to their page and request carlton are there fans for this yet, though, really? <laughs> for us, I'm saying. Okay, listen okay. to our, listen uh, okay. to our, our okay. show, go to the Twitter page and request Carlton. That's I thought you I were savaging, and I was I w- just no, like... I, I was. I was like, are there fans for, for Gemini Man yet? I'm sorry. I didn't I realize. Mean, yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Who, who cares about this, this yeah. trailer? Well, clearly we do. We're talking about it, but I don't know. I think it's more of a concern than a care. <laughs> I, think, I think that just like... When Will Smith moves, you got to say something. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. it. It's not that we care that much about Gemini Yeah, exactly. Man. This film, I mean, we're... like I said when I was watching the trailer just now, look, After Earth looks like it's probably better than this film. Ooh. But to be fair, though, I didn't hate After Earth as much as a lot of people did, but it wasn't his best work. <laughs> I never watched it. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I I could see why so many people didn't like it. What's but, the best Jaden Smith movie? Uh... Karate Kid Karate was good. Kid, yeah. Karate Kid, That was a good I movie. I mean, it was What about Pursuit of Happiness? That was good, too. Little, Pursuit little, of Happiness young was, Jane. yeah. Pursuit of but Happiness was his way movie, too gnarmy for me, though. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't really get into the whole, like, Ted Talks as movies things. I can't. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I, right. Sorry. No, no, <laughs> yeah. you're good. No. <laughs> if you wanted a sermon, you'd show up for Yeah, I mean, basically, service. exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I've got a church. I don't need a movie church. Anyway. Okay. All right. So... I want to move on just a little bit. Uh, so, did anyone watch Endgame for a second time or third time? Totally did. I saw it for a second time. It was better the second time, which okay. is always a good sign. Nope. Y- no. Not okay. Yet? Yeah, I saw it the Saturday after we uh, we recorded. So, I wanted to see if you all had some other comments that we may have left out or forgotten, or just you know read about or thought about from our our after a show. I feel like we need to talk about Thor. Okay. I really sure. do. Yeah, because I've seen a lot of commentary online where people are really in, up in arms about how the movie fat shamed Thor. And I feel like those criticisms are kind of ingenuine and insensitive in some ways, simply because Thor's got PTSD. He's been through a lot of trauma. He's got PTSD and he's got depression. And I thought that for a superhero movie, it was actually a really accurate portrayal of how... You know, people do not understand the physical symptoms of PTSD and depression. You drink a lot. You get depressed. You cry easily. All of these things happen when you've got PTSD. You hear a name of somebody who was involved in the trauma and you freak out. 
and your friends, if you have PTSD, your friends don't understand. They make shitty comments that aren't helpful at all. And the movie did a really good job of showing how, you know, Rocket has this moment where he smacks Thor around. And it's like, get over it. Everybody lost somebody. And it doesn't work. Mm. It's not until he goes to see his mother and she acknowledges him. She acknowledges his pain. And she tells him that it's not ever going to go away, but he's still going to be himself. And that's okay. I love the, her line. It's like, everyone fails at being who they're supposed to be. Yeah. But... Mm-hmm. The, the test is just to be or try who to be, you who, are. Who, who, mm-hmm. be who you are. Yeah. yeah, to be who you are. I actually thought that was really beautiful. And then when Thor, at the end, when Thor does his whole powerful thing and gets his beat down, he's still chubby and grubby. I mean, yeah. you know, like so. And it, powerful. Yeah, and powerful. Exactly. He doesn't all of a sudden become buff and handsome again just because he's he's fighting now. I, I wonder about that mm-hmm. because I watched it again and I, I thought I saw it in the first time, but I couldn't confirm it. But when he calls upon the axe and the hammer, mm-hmm. his goatee braids. Yeah, exactly. So I wonder if that if it like changed his the rest of his body too back to shape. I, I have I no know, idea. Because he was still kind of big in his armor, but M- yeah, mis- mm-hmm. misshapen <laughs> in the armor. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 that did kind of make me laugh. I said, "Wow, did that guy's braid just beard itself?" I think that's a super power. A lot of people. That's can pretty use. cool. But yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I feel like the the even though the the whole the fat shaming of Thor's problematic comments are coming from what I think is a really well-intentioned place. It just sort of shows how sometimes this kind of comment is coming from a really good place, but sort of denies the reality of what it's really like to live with conditions and how it's sort of that false positivity thing. Mm. Everybody's like, Oh no, we're fat shaming Thor, but toxic positivity. Exactly. Toxic positivity where people are, people are, complaining about the fat shaming of Thor, but ignoring what a really good portrayal of post-traumatic stress and depression and to some extent alcoholism yeah functional alcoholism uh functional. it is yeah well yeah it, it, <laughs> it's know? a thing it, it is yeah you got mm-hmm. functional depression too yeah mm-hmm. exactly so yeah so i don't know i mean i i don't really like the way a lot of those criticisms are formed sure mm-hmm Again, my, mm-hmm. my same problem is I didn't have a problem with his body. I didn't have mm-hmm. a problem with him being fat the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I did kind of have a problem a little bit with like the with how mean people were being about it, you know. Um, yeah. But I mean, like mm-hmm. the other characters. Yeah. Um, but like my big problem was just like I mean, and and I understand the PTSD argument and everything mm-hmm. else like that. It was just like I just really wanted to see Thor get his mind right, even if his body wasn't right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And at some point, it came really late in the game. He mm-hmm. he kind of pulled it together. Yeah. But through th- you know two and a half hours of the movie, I'm just watching mm-hmm. you know Thor just be miserable. You yeah. know, and it's just like oh man, that's not what I came to see. Mm. You know, even though you know Thor, I mean, I, I feel like I said in the last podcast, you know, like he had the best. I feel like he had the best arc in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like his scenes and and uh, the the characters that he interacted with were the best kind of storyline, the best kind of arc. Um, and so I was like really, really kind of like let down with with what happened with Thor, and mm. you know, part of that could just be like. I'm sorry. Good storytelling, I guess, you know, and like mm-hmm. moving from one thing to another and yeah. really like tearing people, mm-hmm. you know, away from their expectations. Yeah. And, you know, um, and, you know, like you don't always get what you want. And it's not yeah. always going to be like the, the kind of Hollywood um, typical arc or whatever, like mm-hmm. that when it comes to these types of stories. And um, sometimes it's a little bit subverted. So, sure. Yeah. And I 
as a subversion, I thought it was really well done. I agree with you about how mean everybody was to him, but I thought that that was actually kind of true to life, where, you know, people say mean, crappy things and people gain weight Mm -hmm. and don't realize that it's not helpful at all. I mean, even his mother, for as lovely as she was in the rest of their conversation, she ends with eat Eat a salad. salad. I mean, that's that's crappy, but that's what people really do because they think it's helpful and it's not. I wish there had been some sort of arc for the team to be like, oh, wow, we need to maybe calm down. That would have been nice, yeah. Like when they were, when, like when he was babbling about the ether and, mm-hmm. and that meeting, mm-hmm. and uh, they were all just kind of rolling their eyes. I, I thought it was funny that Paul Rudd's, uh, uh, Scott was kind of like, uh huh, uh huh, like because this, mm-hmm. is, this is all new to him yeah. to, to be a part of this. And he was like, uh-huh. yeah, totally. Like he was totally fanboying it. Everyone else was kind of like, oh my God. And it, it ran a little bit too long, and it was, it was, I think it was intentional to make things uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I wish over time, there would have been some sort of team recognition like yeah this guy really needs our help yeah he's not just the muscle the handsome muscle like he has feelings too yeah but then they're also like the team that's not even going to give natasha a memorial so you're right how thoughtful are they you're right this is a very good point actually i mean i i like that the movie really looked at what it's like to grieve and how different people grieve really differently i liked Mm. that um, but and I also like the fact that they weren't perfect with the relationships. I think there's such a push to be to show positive, sensitive, socially correct relationships on screen that people forget that the real world isn't like that. Mm-hmm. And what what writers strive to do and what storytellers strive to do is show the world the way it is as well as the way that it could be. Mm. So for me, having all of these very imperfect relationships on screen, even if it is just a superhero movie, was good. It was affirming. The world is not easy, and relationships between people are hard, no matter how well-intentioned they are. I dig that. So, yeah. I had a couple notes about the movie. I noticed that in the in-game trailer, when the title card reveals itself, Mm -hmm. how the G forms is similar to the Eye of Agamotto, which kind of gives you a, a hint about where they were going. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't notice that. So if you go back and watch it, the way that it kind of forms, it looks like the eye. So I thought I, I thought it was cool. Um, and I have a couple of uh, quibbles mm. and, and more. Um, more quibbles. Uh-huh. Well, okay. Away, I, I'll start with <laughs> I'll start with Vision. So I, 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 I got a little pushback about everyone's like well vision's obviously dead and everyone's kind of pushing back about how i couldn't see that vision isn't dead and so um i was in a discussion group and someone sent me an interview with the russo brothers who confirmed that he was dead last year and for me and we'll get into this when i talk about my ranking of the mcu films i think if you need interviews and outside pieces to tell a story or to answer your questions, then I think that's a problem with the movie. Yeah. Take um, note, J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Four-hour um, movie, five-hour movie, <laughs> epic saga. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I kind of... thousand tweets. Right. Uh, I want to add on to what I said in the previous show about Vision. So um, the other two big hero deaths, uh, spoiler, sorry, but everyone's seen Endgame at this point. It's had it's probably two billion dollars at this point. Um the other two big hero deaths received uh, grieving and or reflections from the whole group, right? Natasha had her moment. I mean, they, they, they didn't give her a memorial, but they at least talked about her. Um, in contrast, only Scarlet Witch dealt with Vision's death, and that was only a few minutes before she herself was killed. And in Endgame, 
I don't, you know, I know you talked about like you want a four hour movie, but I think it, it wouldn't have <laughs> taken but a minute to tell Tony, like when he got back from space, like the kind of scientists did what they could, but they couldn't salvage vision Oh yeah, because, you know, because Tony yeah. doesn't even know about vision. I'd, I didn't realize that until you said it just now, actually. Yeah. yeah. So the ones who were in space have no idea vision's gone. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I guess they kind of got to figure it out because because he has all the gems. But yeah, still. They, they have to. But, it but they nice still don't know. Because right. it was Tony's mm-hmm. creation, you know, or Tony helped. It was his creation. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll take it back. But but Tony was okay. the lead person in making vision. So for him not to have anything was kind of weird to me. Yeah, that's okay. actually a really good point. I'm yeah. rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, where is vision's husk? I mean, that's a pretty important thing you husk i mean his his <laughs> i'm sorry his body because even though he had the mind stone in it i mean even if you just put in jar in in jarvis wouldn't that still be a pretty powerful thing i don't know if the mind stone gave him his phasing powers or i don't know what either ultron made all those powers for himself or the mind stone gave him the powers but like that was never really explained so if vision still intact except for its forehead why couldn't they just kind of repurpose it like is it recycled in wakanda now like is it you know i don't know like they just i just again i don't think they did vision well like it how just sounds they, like you wanted them to explain a whole lot more just something yeah, i don't know okay he I, again i think he, d- he deserved more i mean Fair he was enough. he was the first non-thor guy to pick up the hammer and like that's pretty cool and oh yeah you know now that you mention it there they really did leave out a lot because you're naming all these really integral plot points that have to do with the vision with vision and i to be honest there was so much going on in the film that i kind of completely forgot about vision i just he's dead that's the end so you've yeah. got a good point i think i mean i loved his his dialogue with ultron the very end of age of ultron like you know these humans are flawed but mm. and, the, and they're doomed but mm. there's, there's a grace in their failure i mean he's such a cool character i thought mm. i just it sucked that he ended, ended on that note um then you have WandaVision. Well, okay, and here's here's my <laughs> other complaint with that is, uh-huh. and you already s- said earlier today about, uh, I think it was before the show, but mm-hmm. you talked about how Disney's just releasing too many shows or letting us know in, in advance too many things. Uh, you know, Spider-Man got dusted last year, but they're, they're already announcing Far From Home and giving trailers, and mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I mean, the stakes are gone. I mean, obviously, we know mm-hmm. he's going to come back, but still, like, give me yeah. something. I remember when the matrix came out in 1999 and you know as a 13 year old kid i was blown away and i had no idea that they're gonna make a sequel to that i just saw this movie and i was like wow that was awesome these sequels really never come and in in those days it wasn't like that Mm -hmm. so i just took it as it was and you know hearing it like two years later year later like oh there's rumblings about sequels and now it's confirmed and you know that was awesome Mm-hmm. I would have loved to just not know anything because as of right now with uh, Endgame, we don't know what's coming out after Spider-Man. Right, which is a great feeling. Actually. Yes, mm-hmm. and so like I need them to just trust themselves and trust their brand to just give us that mystery now because right. you know they they announced WandaVision, and so mm-hmm. for me in my brain I'm thinking okay, just like Spider-Man's announced, mm-hmm. I guess Vision's going to come back somehow because he's a computer program. I yeah. mean, you know maybe they didn't salvage everything. Maybe like oh. We couldn't get his memories past Ultron or something. Maybe he lost three years of a memory, so like he doesn't know, or he he's he's in love with Wanda anymore or something. You know, like it, it could have mm. been a dimension to that. Just just like a more. I'm not saying I'm not saying it would have been a great story choice. I'm just giving an example about 
they didn't give any mention about yeah they didn't give anything any line okay well yeah okay but i i agree with you i think to but more because there's way too many show announcements for this new disney pro uh yeah. disney platform I'm, uh, before you guys get to your, oh, your okay, points okay, i'm sorry. just saying that to announce these things it sometimes gives us expectations about what's going to happen and mm-hmm. so for me i was kind of let down that they just kind of let vision go without more you. than he got yeah so i mean uh a couple of things uh the first thing is about trust and the second thing is about um what, what you said about trust uh and the second thing is i forgot already so i'll just go with trust <laughs> cool um trust. super uh so i think that the people on the inside at marvel do trust they trust that they know that th- what they're doing and but i think that you know Iger you know uh at disney it's mm-hmm. just like look we've got all these big mergers we've mm-hmm. got this going on we've got this that and the other going on we've got to establish some consumer confidence we're launching our our plus platform you know we're getting ready to snatch all of our properties back and we want to show people that there's going to be more than just all the stuff that they've already seen before right uh that there's going to be new content and everything else like that and that's not the creative side that's the business side it is yeah. i think the creative side is very much confident that like what they're going to put out there is going to be compelling and they don't want you know to have these announcements to shareholders and everything mm-hmm. else like that that are going to kind of let everything out of the bag so to speak i mean I, they want to delight it. people i get it i'm just you know yeah it's just right now so thinking of the marvel shows that have been announced for google plus we've got wandavision we've got the shuri show disney plus Di- what did, did I you say? say Google Plus? I did say Google Plus. I'm sorry. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, Disney Plus. So we've got WandaVision. We've got The Shuri Show. We've got uh, Ghost Rider. Black Panther. and Black uh, Panther. Oh, no, no, sorry. No. I'm, I'm tripping. I'm sorry. Winter Soldier and uh, or Bucky and Falcon oh, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Uh, yeah, Bucky and the Falcon or yeah, whatever. Some whatever weird d- Trading Places Part 2, whatever that is. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So you've got what? all of these different Ebony things. Ebony and Ivory. Yeah. Back in business. So, more and more violent. Right. Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> So you've got all these different shows announced, and it's all fun and games until one of them is really terrible. Like the Iron Fist problem. Yeah, exactly. So it's, uh, I don't know. And then also they're b- supposed to be bringing back Luke Cage, Daredevil, et cetera, et cetera. Are they Possibly. Really? Uh, they've, signed the, they've signed something for Daredevil. There's a lot of rumblings about that. Ooh. So it's just, there's way too much. I want to feel a sense of discovery. That's They're missing that that's one of the best parts of comic books is maybe you read a comic and there's a character you've never heard of. So you go find that comic and you discover some another part of the universe. There's a very organic process to the storytelling and to appreciating a whole universe of work. And if you've hit us with it all at one time, you don't really get that. So to your point about you know the creative side wanting to delight us, but the business side messing it up for them, <laughs> It's kind of, I, I definitely get that. And to piggyback off that, you know, there were interviews about why didn't you have Black Panther or Captain Marvel in uh, Endgame more? Mm-hmm. And I think it was the screenwriters or the director, someone was talking about how mm-hmm. we didn't know they, were, they would be this big. Yeah, because and they wrote it before. Exactly. Yeah, they filmed it before Black Panther or Captain Marvel were out. I can't blame them for mm-hmm. it, but they're still just kind of, you know, let, things, let things breathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to... I also just wanted to mention, like, when you said Iron Fist and you brought that up, mm-hmm. I feel like there's, like, your mainline Marvel stuff and then there's your outsourced Marvel stuff, right? And mm-hmm. it's just, like, all of the, you know, like, kind of X-Men stuff that was bad or Fantastic Four stuff that was bad. Mm-hmm. It was technically Marvel, but it was kind of not completely in control of that. Yeah, that's It true. wasn't, like, part of, 
you know, like mm-hmm. their main kind of storyline or their so mm-hmm. I mean, there's gonna be some I think that everything that they're doing on Disney Plus is mm-hmm. actually going to be in their main storyline. Like there's it's yeah. gonna be in their complete control and it's gonna be kind yeah, of yeah. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure, for sure. And, uh, so I'm sure that a lot of it'll be good, but I'm just concerned that the one show that, that they get that tanks is going to mess up this this PR this PR push that they've got going it's on. It's like DC, right? Yeah. Like we had all these plans or Sony mm-hmm. with the the Sinister Six and they're mm-hmm. doing all this stuff. All these things are announced, but then as soon as mm-hmm. that one thing fails, mm-hmm. it I'm, tanks everything else. But What's obviously, it's different this for them because it's a streaming service that they have to subscribe to. So it's right. not like it's like a one-time mm-hmm. buy-in and then it fails. Like right. it's going to keep true. going. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really matter that much. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm saying it, they won't hurt as bad. Yeah, I think I could only forgive it if they decide to brick to finally give us Daughters of the Dragon. That'd be nice. Sure, that'd that, be nice. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I'll take it. I'm on. I'm rolling. Yep. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the time travel aspect of the movie, and so does killing people from the past doom your future self? Because obviously it doesn't. Well, yeah, they put a lot of effort into explaining this in the film and a lot of people are so locked into like our our tropic understanding of time travel that they didn't seem to understand that you're not the same. It's all different realities. So you're not the same person. If you go back to the past and meet yourself, you're, you're meeting a s- yourself in a different reality. Which is also problematic, but time travel in and of itself is problematic. Well, I... But the ancient one, she literally illustrated the flow of time. And so there was a way of looking at time from a mystical sense. And then there's mm-hmm. a, mis- a way of time looking at it from the quantum sense. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like quantum f- and uh, was it the uh, theory, the theory of relativity? They, they, they didn't really seem to uh, agree because mm-hmm. the ancient one talked about if these stones are taken out of place then it creates a new reality mm-hmm. but if but they made a big point of like well we're gonna put these things back where they were so everything's gonna be set mm. um and that's fine but if that keeps things mainlined mm-hmm. then does that mean that killing thanos does undo what he would do mm-hmm. five years later um and if so shouldn't shouldn't gamora still be alive or nebula still be alive right. yeah. because she killed herself yeah. Um. And like, movie tried to tell us that things don't work and don't work like Back to the Future, but mm-hmm. we kind of weren't shown that. That I mean, they talked about it, but yeah, you know, the hero's original intent of going back in time and putting anything back together made sense. Mm-hmm. But once, once Thanos and his crew caught wind of what was going on, I mm-hmm. felt like the rules kind of broke down. Yeah, they and did. Uh, there is a huge continuity error also because. Uh, so if you think about this, I only realized it when I was watching it the second time, and hopefully I missed something and I'm wrong, but. Okay. So Nebula and War Machine and well basically Nebula and War Machine are back in whatever time period they're in uh, to grab the stone from well to knock out Peter Quill and grab the stone that he was going to take. Right. Um, and then of course Thanos and Nebula and Gamora are in that same timeline. Nebula 1 who's the good Nebula okay good Nebula is kind of captured and knocked out by bad nebula who then suddenly has enough pim particles for both herself to get back and to give to thanos to come to bring his ship through later but they've only got enough for one trip out and one trip back so where does she get that extra set of pim particles well i think that maybe their plan was they weren't gonna come back no but i mean she no because so 
War Machine was already he- had already gone back. That's okay. true. Nebula, bad Nebula, needed to use the set of Pym particles for her trip back uh-huh. to get back and bring Thanos and crew back. Right. But she gives Thanos a set of Pym particles before she goes back. So where's that extra set of Pym particles coming from? Right. I'm I'm not sure, but they came back separately. Yeah, they, they did. Came yeah, back exactly. Separately. Yeah, they came back separately. If they had come back all at the same time, that would have made sense. I'm just, I w- when I was watching it, I thought, oh, what did I miss? Also, did you notice nobody can touch the stones? They're massively powerful. If you touch the power stone, you die. Yeah. You're a human okay, being. that's but from Hawkeye, Guardians. Yeah, but Hawkeye is just chilling with the soul stone in his hand, so like no big deal. I like, want to touch on that. Okay. So, in Guardians, I believe it was the Collector or. Mm-hmm. It was someone in that movie who said Mm -hmm. the Power Stone specifically, they didn't say the Infinity Stone, but they said Mm -hmm. the Power Stone reacts to organic matter. Okay. So I think for the Power Stone itself, it would react to things like that. Oh, okay. But with the other stones, like like for example, um, when Thanos punched out Captain Marvel, he literally plucked out the Power Stone and he kind of had like a kind of a flinch in his Mm -hmm. hand, like Mm -hmm. ugh, Mm -hmm. but he still punched the... Mm. punched the mess out of her mm-hmm. and then put it back in his, in his glove but we, we saw even him holding the soul stone without like tripping okay, okay fair enough so different so I stones think different, different stones properties because diff- like the ether touching that like will mess you up yeah exactly but like I don't think every stone reacts that way because okay. even the ether it, like the power stone doesn't go in you like that it just yeah. kind of just I don't know it, it just burns you up kind of thing fair enough so, okay, so I think it. react differently mm-hmm. okay that makes sense um, yeah so about to the time travel problem sorry I was looking it no, up because no, I wanted no, I, to get the word correct no you good. i spoke to a mathematician friend after she saw endgame and she was really hyped because she said they actually used eigenvalues now i have no idea what that is but she's a mathematician and she was really hyped that they used eigenvalues to explain time travel in the in the um in the film which is very nerdy i just thought i'd bring it up because it's kind of cool oh you good if anybody knows what that is tell yeah. me in the comments because i have no idea yeah i mean she was, she like was trying to explain it to me and i did not know i feel like that's throwing out the red meat for the mathematicians i mean totally but like it doesn't really explain it because it, it doesn't like no. when, it, when tony was just sitting up there oh and change this eigenvalue and that value uh, mm-hmm. and then throwing his hands around and mm-hmm. the you know this that and the other oh my god it worked or whatever else like yeah. that it didn't really explain anything this is true. but for a mathematician maybe they say ah finally some exactly accuracy. exactly maybe it's, so i, I it, thought that was cool it's like Amy and the wasp though they were like how many times did they say quantum in that movie oh it's quantum this quantum this yeah. and quantum we'll use the quantum whatever the quantum this and yeah, but that's that's been sci-fi forever. I know, but I'm True. saying this is this is kind of similar in the sense yeah. of just I'm just going to throw out words. Eigen's brand new. That's 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 <laughs> sure. That's okay. fresh. Yeah, okay, true. that's fair. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was cool. Um, so we we're talking about different realities, but Cap came back as an old man into this main timeline as an old man. I feel like that kind of further broke the rules down. But I did like how he went into Peggy's life while young cap was still in the ice so he could so he could live his life while other cap was still in the ice like technically so that was really cool he didn't have to be he didn't have to be cap right mm. so i'm, I'm kind of curious I didn't now think of it that way i think you're right yeah. and i'm, I'm kind of curious now so in winter soldier when peggy had a uh, dementia should we presume that steve zapped out of her life before that time and that's why she was alone at that time like young cat came to visit her Maybe old Cap had already zipped back to to the to the future, and maybe he zapped out of her life when Cap was revived in 2011. No matter what he did, that actually was kind of a cruel thing to do to that character because oh, oh, to Peggy. In, yeah, because in her original timeline, she moves on, she gets married, she has other kids. She's well, does she have kids? I don't know, but she does get married to somebody mm. else. She moves on. She has a whole life, having moved on from Cap, 
and to go back and kind of take that from her i don't know how i felt about that it was it was nice for cat but crappy for peggy yo peggy card is fine and if <laughs> and if i was a young version who just got this amazing body and i missed like the love of my life who happens to be like one of the hottest women in the mcu mm-hmm. and uh, i get a chance to come back and and make something happen like i'm sorry know, i'm sorry whoever but, you were yeah like you, but it's still it's still a mean thing to do to that to that character and it, i think it's only acceptable know. because she's the love interest she'll, i don't know i just know. i didn't like it i didn't like it I, she'll never know that that's what made it bad i thought i didn't like it i mean she still had his okay if it was like she had a picture of her new man on the office desk that was, and well, it was, was like where she got over him she eventually does get over him. no but I don't know, it's, it's too late really, it's, it, was, know, it was it was before it was just, all that you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube if uh, i yeah, loved if yeah, i exactly i don't know if i loved someone and they mysteriously left and they came back in my life while i was still seriously mourning them like i'm not going to be sure, upset about sure, that sure. like she but she really loved that dude i guess it just, i mean he was hot yeah. he's, he's, he's chris evans yeah yeah this is true whoever he is chris evans, wh- whoever she nice, moved but... on with is not going to be chris evans uh, well you don't know that but either way the point is she moved on okay and i mean it's just i don't know <laughs> do we do we know that she got remarried? I guess yeah, she got. There was a, there was a thing. In she didn't that have she kids says, though. Yeah, she did. She didn't have kids, but she did get remarried. Okay. I I guess the thing is, Cap knows that in her lifetime, she eventually moves on, gets remarried, has a very happy life Not without him, moves on. Cap sh- was shooting his shot. Man. He was, Yo. and that good for him. But I just speaking uh, just from uh, a woman's perspective, I guess, and I hate to pull that card, but that's kind of where it, where it kind of got me in my feelings. Okay. I didn't like it. Let okay. her be. Let her live her life. Okay. Yeah, I'm angry. I'm angry at Cap too. For that or for for other things? Uh, kind of for that. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just like, don't use time travel for for like romance. Yeah, like that's, that's kind of that's kind of creep that's, move. That's, that's very Harlequin. Oh, that's, that's, yeah. I don't know about that, man. He he literally sacrificed his life for her for you know true the country but, i mean he yeah. but that's the choice he, he made exactly. and now that's he's the, trying yeah, to go exactly. go back and get back a redo and undo it. like you said you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube he did he, i mean he put his toothpaste quantum in, you know toothpaste what? bro no, quantum quantum toothpaste he put his he put his super <laughs> soldier toothpaste anyway let me go on yeah, yeah. moving on so, i don't know i just yeah yeah so i want to i want to talk about tony too so i talk about why didn't they bring tony back and so okay before I keep going, Japer has to make a hard exit here, so we're gonna say goodbye. Bye, Peace. guys. Uh, had fun, and uh, I look forward to hearing what you guys talk about after I leave. Yeah, man. <laughs> awesome. Be easy. Enjoy the long weekend. Peace. Peace. Okay, so back to so my my last point. I talked again about Tony, and I've, you know, in the I got feedback from the the previous podcast. I was like, whoa if Tony comes back, then that kind of cuts the drama. And I'm like, yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. But again, write it that way. So I was talk, uh, I talked before about using like snapping your fingers to bring Tony back and mm-hmm. how that put a strain on people. But mm-hmm. I don't think it would require that much energy. Okay. So getting, getting the glove together to snap half the universe would take a lot of force on yourself. Mm-hmm. Even snapping away Thanos's crazy army would take effort. But I think if you would just use just the soul gem, because remember in in Infinity War, whenever Thanos just used one stone at a time, when, when he used the space stone to, to go 
to different places. It never mm-hmm. hurt him. Yeah. When he used the reality stone to change Titan, as, as he told his story, mm-hmm. he was just casually just like, "Boom!" Like it didn't never hurt him ever. So I'm wondering if they just used the soul stone to bring him back, or maybe the soul stone and the time stone to bring him back to a point where mm-hmm. he was. Uh, yeah, you but know, ask Doctor Strange. Hey, exactly. how do we fix this? Exactly. Yeah, I understand. They never even consulted mm-hmm. him. This uh, is true. So but I thought that was interesting. Was was Strange at the funeral? I, 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 I want to make sure that he was he there. He was. Yeah, him sure and he there. and Wong were there. I yes, think. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I, I'm, I'm, it is curious that they never even talked Strange. Like, is it possible? Well, they only paid Benedict Cumberbatch for five lines and sure. how to bring back Tony wasn't wasn't in that contract. But and, I mean, and again, yeah, not, I just yeah, exactly. If you uh-huh. if he if he himself was like yeah, like because mm-hmm. there was a theory that said if he brought back Tony, like use the time stone, mm-hmm. the time stone to revert Tony back to his state, mm-hmm. it would undo what he did. And yeah. so so if that was a theory, but mm-hmm. if Strange gave that line, yeah. just as when Hulk was talking about, I tried to bring that back, but I couldn't, and Strange mm-hmm. would say, yeah, I, I thought about bringing Tony back, but uh, yeah. it would do this. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. folks are like, well, it'll be a four-hour movie. L- literally, 10-second line. Yeah, would be fine. I agree. And story-wise, I, I understand exactly where you're coming from, but I actually seeing the film the second time and actually having watched the Iron Man movies earlier this week before mm. I went back to or late last week before I went back to see this film again um, I think this is an unfortunate case of where actor limitations in the real world infringed on what would what might have been better for the story mm. simply because the first thing I noticed when I put on Iron Man 1 after having seen Endgame and rewatched Infinity War yeah uh is that Robert Downey Jr. has aged significantly. Yeah. And you, he doesn't have too many more, I don't think in he has him. any more Iron Man movies in him because you're eventually going to start wondering, why is a 50-year-old guy out here? He's 60. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah well, he, he looks very good for 60. That's true. But 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 the point is, I don't think he, he can do it anymore, and I think they needed to provide a way for his character to gracefully exit in a way that made story sense. So yeah. it wouldn't piss off. So, I mean, I understand exactly what you're saying from a story perspective, but these aren't the comics. They can't just redraw him younger. No, no, no. So, I'm saying yeah. mm-hmm. he could die, but mm-hmm. give me a line that tells me why. Oh, yeah, like, totally. why I don't have questions. And so mm-hmm. I think, so with that in mind, let's segue into uh, our favorite MCU movies. And I don't want to do like the best. We're not saying like objectively these are the best, yeah. but these are our personal are favorite. Really, yeah. There aren't objective criteria. <laughs> right. I don't know about you. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of tried to think about what would be my criteria for mm-hmm. these movies. And so number one, it's not, this is not ranked, but just, I'm just saying what's important to me is how tight the story is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talked, I talked about how, you know, having these interviews outside of the movie to help it out. I don't, I, I want this to be, even if it's part of a series, you know, the cap trilogy or infinity war, it's a, it's a continuation of whatever. I want that story within that movie to be tight so I don't have to ask mm-hmm. questions. Right. Um, and so number two, uh, emotional impact. Okay. Uh, number three, the action. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, impact on just the MCU period. Okay. And number five is character development and interaction. Okay. And I don't know if you have any other ones to add for well, you. Well, no, because when I was thinking about this, the films that I like the most, I all like based on completely different criteria. Mm. The Marvel Universe actually has quite a lot of diversity in film style in it, Mm. which I quite like. So the films that I liked the best, I like for completely different reasons. Okay. So I don't really have a uniform criteria, which is why I'm glad you said that we're not doing this objectively, because it's impossible. No, of course not. Yeah, it's crazy. So you may go first or you go first? Uh, No, you start. 
Mm-hmm. Number 10, I have the original Iron Man. Mm. Mm-hmm. Number nine, Spider-Man Homecoming. That's not on my list, but okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, number eight, Marvel's The Avengers. Number seven, Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Number six, mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Number five, Captain America Winter Soldier. Hmm. Number four, Black Panther. Number four? Number four, Black Panther. Okay. Number three, Infinity War. Number two, Endgame. Number one, Civil War. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Now, because you ranked them, this gives me questions I might not otherwise have. Okay. Okay. Uh, So, for me, my favorites, in no particular order. Sure. uh, Black Panther. Mm -hmm. Thor Ragnarok. uh, Thor. The first Thor, Ooh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Civil War, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Although grudgingly, didn't like it in the theaters. Liked it way more when I saw it later. Interesting. Okay, what have I said so far? Okay, Black. Okay, what am I missing? Uh, okay, Guardians. I said Guardians of the Galaxy. You did. Good. Uh, oh, then of course we'd have the Avengers, the three Avengers movies. Okay. So Ultron, Avengers. Uh, four Avengers movies, Infinity War and Endgame. So those four Avengers movies would round up the list. Okay. I almost swapped Ultron for, for Iron Man. I mm. I think Ultron gets a bad rep. Mm. Um, when it first came out, I really enjoyed it. I, mean, I still really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's kind of like the Spider-Man 3 problem, where mm. there's actually a lot of good things about Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. It, it had the best action of the trilogy overall. I mean, everyone remembers that subway scene in Spider-Man 2, and that was great. Yeah. But... The fights with the Sandman and mm-hmm. the fights yeah. with uh, the fights with with uh, Venom and uh, and Harry. Yeah, of course. Green, those were really the Green Goblin arc in Spider in Spider Man Three was really good. I yeah. thought. Yeah, and but everyone's always going to remember the, the the stupid dance that that jazz scene, mm-hmm. and everyone's going to always remember that Thor hot hot tub uh, vision scene in Ultron. Where he like takes off his shirt and wanders into, oh. the, into the little lake. And, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, that's you know. true. Actually, when I was rewatching it <laughs> the other night, yeah, last night, I was really confused by that scene because yeah. in my mind, I've seen this scene that was intended to be there that they wound up cutting for time reasons. Right. And in my mind, I've just replaced that scene with the correct one in my head. Mm. So when I saw that, I was like, "What is this? Yeah, it was weird. What, this is this an, a weird Korea only edit? And no, that's the original film. I just right. blocked it out and put yeah. the right thing in in there in my head. Anyway, I mean, Ultron had some amazing scenes. The the mm-hmm. very opening where they they all kind of crash toward the. Right. Uh, Hydra yeah, at the same time yeah, was really yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor and Iron Man and Vision yeah. beaming uh, mm-hmm. Ultron. That yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that in the theater. It was yeah. just like I was eight. I was eight years old again. Yeah, exactly. Ultron is definitely the weakest of the four Avengers films. Yes, but that doesn't make it a weak film overall. Right. I will say this: Age of Ultron has significantly improved dialogue from the first Avengers movie. Yes. Because I, when I was rewatching, because I rewatched all the Avengers films last week, and then a couple of Iron Mans and just Marvel movies in general have always have been on the background in my house for the past two weeks. And the dialogue in the first Avengers movie is really bad, especially for Captain America. Like, I don't know how he did some of that with a straight face. He's very stiff. It's character. very stiff. And it's also very like, they're coming at us from all sides. What are we doing? So it actually made it funnier because in Endgame, there's that bit where Loki like turns into Captain America and it's like, I'll take the next perimeter and yeah. just is making fun of him. Because yeah. he totally does sound like that the whole first Avengers film. And it's ridiculous. But I, I think the other films kind of make that 
better because you see mm. how he's different now. Exactly. And they, I think it's wise that they start Age of Ultron with the rest of the team kind of picking on him yeah. for you know, being like, well, language, Tony. You right, know? right. So, yeah, I don't. I think they realized quickly how poorly they wrote his dialogue in the first Avengers film and yeah. fixed that because it was pretty cheesy. Yeah. And just overall, just dialogue-wise, it was a weak film, but it was a good action movie and a really good setup for the Avengers. Yeah, and I, I, I totally agree with you. And for me, I think for me just the impact there and just me for me seeing it 2012 seeing like this really happened i mm-hmm. guess that kind of left a big uh impact on me so let me let me go go to what you were you had questions about my my ranking here. yeah because i mean i'm surprised that for you black panther is number four because you've seen black panther like 337 times i, saw I think at this point you are a black IMAX. panther that's, right? that's, that's so, what my kids tell me yeah i mean what yeah um, why is it number four okay i think the story is great obviously i think the only other movie that is best or better with the character interaction or on, on its level would probably be guardians um, just between Okoye and T'Challa and Chala and Shuri, like I, I just think the way that they, their their dialogue is awesome. Go ahead. I was gonna say something about Okoye that I forgot to mention before in quibbles about Endgame. Mm. Okoye, as one of my favorite online blogs, so let's talk about it. Uh, put it, they paid her dust because they faked us out pretty badly. They put her in the trailer on the way to the time machine with all the other Avengers. She was on the poster and that was that big PR kerfuffle where she wasn't named on the poster. Yeah. But they put her there because Black Panther was was famous. She's yeah. got three lines in that whole movie and one really good action scene. Yeah. In the actual film where you, you think it's Okoye, she's been replaced by Nebula, who is another actor who gets paid dust for playing that role, but she is probably the female character with the most screen time after black widow and nobody ever seems to notice that because she's blue and scary yeah or purple whatever color she is not human and scary um but point being they really used okoye to sell the film and she's barely in it that's a great point i don't know that i liked that (laughs) yeah i totally agree with you Mm -hmm. um i guess for me for black panther the thing that kind of just kind of weakens it is the action wasn't particularly stand it didn't really stand out to me Hmm. um and so i think in every other aspect of my personal criteria i think it excels but i think just the action i mean it was entertaining to watch yeah charging rhinos on the battlefield didn't do it for you i mean it was fine like (laughs) i think a lot of the stuff was fine even like the the final battle with him and killmonger it was fine but it wasn't like like in Winter Soldier is just below it because Winter Soldier's action is it's still one of the best of all the Marvel films. The the mm-hmm. the opening scene on the on the boat, mm-hmm. um, uh, Fury getting attacked in his car, the car chase, the elevator scene when he escapes Shield and attacks the that twin jet, the fight with mm-hmm. uh, Bucky in the street. I mean, mm-hmm. Guardians. I said it in in, uh, in in the Shazam review about 2014 being such a impactful year for the mcu mm, the guardians true. came out and just how they addressed comedy was way different yeah before and how and they just took us to a whole new weird place in the, in the universe and just we can do that now and winter soldier was yeah. its darkest movie yet and yeah. it had the most creative action at that point mm-hmm. i mean avengers was really cool to see them all te- team up and there was some fun stuff in there mm-hmm. but winter soldier like you had to you know rewind scenes of like wow he really just dropped that knife or yeah. for that for the knife for his other hand yeah just awesome stuff mm-hmm. 
I, let's talk about Winter Soldier briefly because okay. I think I told you I didn't like it in the theaters and I, I loved didn't it. love the first Captain America movie and I've told you before we talked about this earlier this week I've never really loved Captain America individually as a character Boom. in the co- hey man in the context mm. hey yeah. in the context <laughs> in the context of the Avengers He's tolerable, he's palatable, he's interesting. But Captain America by himself, eh, meh. The only Captain America, the only comic with Captain America in it that I ever owned was the one where he attempts to try to colonize Wakanda on behalf of the U.S. government and Black Panther hands him his behind. Have you right. read that one? I haven't read it, but I know that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Know it's that a story great storyline, but that was really my only understanding of Captain America. You have to admit that on some level he is basically white privilege, the superhero and I just couldn't I couldn't really get super, super into that. Now, I know you're going to say that his actual character is different than that. But if you don't read Captain America comics and you're just familiar with the storylines from other people's comics that are not the Avengers, that's how he kind of comes across. So Captain America, the first movie, eh, I fell asleep, to be honest. I actually saw they filmed it part of it in Manchester where I was living at the time. And I saw them filming it and was like, wow, they're filming Captain America here. And then I saw it and I didn't love it. Um, I thought it was kind of boring, to be honest. Um then I saw Winter Soldier, and I was still really not sold on Captain America. He's just not a superhero I've ever loved. I didn't love it. It got great reviews. I couldn't understand why. The rest of the MCU is going wonderfully well. And then I go back and re-watch Winter Soldier before Civil War, and I loved it. Because what I realized is it's actually a really good like thriller, spy, intrigue film yeah. in Marvel packaging. Yeah. If you... It, it's actually a really good film, but I didn't realize that when I watched it in the theater, I think because I was expecting something different. But what it did for me is it made me realize that the good thing about having so many Marvel films is that you've got a lot of different genres of film just with comic book heroes in them. Yeah. So you've got wacky space space comedies, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. You've got your, your spy thrillers, your intrigue films, Captain America Winter Soldier. You've got your big action blockbusters. You've got, your, I mean, you've got all kinds of different genres of film. Shakespearean uh, got movies. Yeah, you've got your Shakespeare in the Park. <laughs> you've, yeah. got, you know, you've got all these different genres of film. And when I finally got that, I really liked Winter Soldier. Watching it now, I love it because there is really great character exposition. There's really good action. The story is good, but it's not one of my favorites, to be fair, because it's still... Sorry, Captain America. I don't hate him. I'm just trying to be clear. I don't hate him. In the Avengers, I like him. But him by himself, I have a hard time getting into it. I'll just... Mm-hmm. I think what they... I like the first Captain America movie. I know a lot of people don't like that mm-hmm. movie. I think... You know, I, I didn't I didn't make this up, but I think someone online likened it to baseball. And mm-hmm. with Thor and Captain America... Like, Iron Man had to be a home run because or w- without that, it would have failed. Mm-hmm. But Incredible Hulk... Thor, Captain America are like base hits. You had to load your bases, and then Avengers was like that grand slam. And for me, um, Cap did what it had to do. It had to establish who this guy is, Mm -hmm. and that's it. Uh, And then Avengers, you you started seeing how he played off of other people like Iron Man. Exactly. And then Winter Soldier. That's when I like Captain America. Yeah, Mm -hmm. even in Winter Soldier, though, he played off of great characters like Nick Fury Mm -hmm. and Natasha, Mm -hmm. and then even to a kind of extent buck he yeah and falcon yes mm-hmm. and so i mean but falcon's not really a great character though he's you know I, th- I think he's pretty much like you know yeah but with winter soldier and civil war cap had to make really hard choices i i like that he's not just uh i obey the government do whatever they want he's True. just obeyed the government in 
every single one of his movies. And even Infinity War, sure. he's like, you know, uh, when when Ross, uh, Thunderbolt was going to arrest him, he was like, you know, I didn't, I'm not asking for permission, you know, mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. To, to do what I want to do. I think it's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like, I would say within the MCU, he's probably my favorite character. Uh, or, or he's my wow. favorite, he's my favorite Avenger. I, I mean, just, we didn't talk about this in the in-game review, but the scene where he has this broken shield and it has that that wide shot of just him standing and you have, and he's kind of like at, at a lower mm-hmm. uh, uh, decline and above it's like Thanos and his whole army looking at him. Right. And mm-hmm. he doesn't run away. He doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, go back down. He tightens his broken shield. Yeah. Even without the hammer in his hand, it's like, yeah. let's just fucking do this. And I, yeah. and I, I really... I've always appreciated that part of his character that no matter what, he's still going to be there for his friends or for, you know, the world or whatever. This is true. I agree. And I think when you put him in the context of the Avengers, who are actually pretty self-motivated people in some ways and, you know, are not necessarily particularly altruistic. They're just super powered. Um, that's when he really shines. That's when he's a really interesting character. That's it's why nice he's worthy. To have that, yeah, it's nice to have that character in counterpoint to a Tony Stark, yes. a Natasha, a Thor. Yeah. Um, but him by himself, it can come across as bland if they don't get the balance just right. But they always do, though. I mean, I don't think they beside, do. <laughs> yeah. Besides the first film, mm-hmm. and then again, mm-hmm. I liked the first film, yeah. and I liked his interaction with Peggy. Mm-hmm. That was really cool to me. I mean, the, the first one wasn't great, but it wasn't bad in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But after that, I think mm-hmm. they really picked it up. By that metric that you defined it as, like having to do what it needed to do, to introduce the character to the universe and make you interested in seeing him in the next movie, it was far better than Captain Marvel. But yeah. uh, it's still, I think it only, I don't know, if you release that Captain America film now, I'd be spitting some napalm at it. It was still, superhero movies the Marvel Universe superhero movies were still new enough at that time that you could have gotten away with almost anything. It just had to not be terrible. It didn't have to, if if it didn't send people screaming out of the theaters, everybody was so intrigued by the concept of building a whole universe of superheroes like that, that people were going to see anything. They, they'd already had that I, happening. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think, I can't really give it kind of like that kind of low, I think it was, I think it was still mm-hmm. a good movie. I mean, mm-hmm. the very end, like, you know, I had a, had a dance, I had a date, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I I mean, it had its good moments, but overall, I mean, I think I've watched some of the movies a lot. I've seen Black Panther a lot. I've seen Thor Ragnarok a lot. I've seen the original Thor a lot. I actually quite liked that that film. Yeah, I think it's interesting mm-hmm. that you put because I, I I don't want to talk about Cap the whole time because okay, right. it, it isn't even in yeah, either yeah. of our topics. Oh yeah, that's right. That's true. Exactly. We're just uh, talking about him. But in general, I think it's yeah. interesting that you put Thor, the original Thor. I've seen yeah. it. I want to say I've seen it only twice. Mm-hmm. I, uh, so mm-hmm. why was Thor uh, important for you? It made me like Thor. Again, I've been reading comics since I could read, mm-hmm. and uh, Thor was always whack to me. His character in the comic books is whack. He's even worse of a goody-goody than Captain America because he's a fake goody-goody. It's he's he's a crappy, crappy character, or at least he was when I was reading when I was trying to read his comics. I don't know what the character is like now. I'm sure it's gone through a lot of other changes. Mm. Also, he was silly, but never in a way that really hit for me. It was just goofy. Yeah. And they took all of that, and you get Kenneth Branagh's Thor, which managed to keep all of the humor and also all of the overblown "we are gods of Norway" kind of stuff, and it worked for me. I really liked it. It made me interested to see Thor and other stuff. 
And again, I think Thoros has one of the best character arcs in the Marvel Universe because he's he starts out as this ridiculous meathead and then they slowly overpower him more and more and more till you get to uh you get to Infinity War and he's in the ship with Guardians of the Galaxy talking physics and Ragnarok he's doing the same thing and you're like, wait, is this the same guy who was crashing coffee cups? But they do it in a way where it works. Yeah. You kind of slowly realize, oh, he's a meathead, but he is from space. He's a meathead where he's from, but that doesn't mean that's all there is to him. And then by the time you get to Endgame and he's got PTSD, you know, you really feel for the guy, which is not something I would ever have imagined would happen. To 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 go off that though, mm-hmm. don't you think some of the newer films with Captain America, with Avengers or not, or mm-hmm. solo films, kind of make his first film like you see where he's coming from? You know, totally. But so I that's kind of feel. Yeah, I mean, I I like mm-hmm. Thor. Yeah. Get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I think Thor. I would rank Thor probably in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not one of, one of my worst. Mm-hmm. I, I think Thor two is probably yeah. the worst to me. You know, I didn't hate it as much as other people did, but it yeah. wasn't, it it wasn't the best. Yeah. No, it I was, mean, yeah, yeah, it wasn't, it, it wasn't mm-hmm. bad. I mean, I really enjoyed yeah. Loki stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's there has to be a last. There has to be one. If you want to just have a sci-fi Marvel film, uh, actually, Ant Man and the Wasp is better for just pure sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, but I think the reason I liked Thor better than Captain America is because I came into Captain America feeling eh, meh about Captain America, left feeling eh, meh about Captain America, but willing to give him a chance in the Avengers films, and he definitely was redeemed there as a character. I went into Thor hating Thor. Mm-hmm. Totally prepared to hate watch the thing. Like, really, Thor, we're going to do this now. This is going to be terrible. Mm. It's directed by Kenneth Branagh, who's known for directing Shakespeare. Shakespeare the, Marvel stuff, yeah. cin- the Marvel Cinematic Universe is already taking itself way too seriously. Crappy character, overblown director, actors I've never heard of except for Natalie Portman. This is going to be awful. And I left the cinema thinking, huh, how about that Thor? It really did. It had a difficult job to do, in my opinion. I don't know anybody who liked Thor before the movies. <laughs> and yeah. it really did. And it set it up for taking this character on a really, really uh, wild kind of ride, but making it plausible, Yeah, which I think was good. Captain America, love him or hate him, he does change a lot through the movies, but not nearly as radical as Thor. Okay. radically a store yeah I, I agree with that i think caps overall fundamentals are always the same this is true um which is not a bad yeah. thing that's the that's the that's, center that's, of the that's, character that's his point yeah. his mm-hmm. will is as indestructible as his shield right right mm-hmm. um okay <laughs> this is going pretty long it has sorry but it was, you know it's good <laughs> though I, I i enjoy it um I'd love to hear everyone, uh, listeners, your thoughts. What are, what are your favorite movies? Uh, how do you feel about Gemini Man? Uh, do you want <laughs> Carlton? How do you feel about the Sonic trailer? Uh, please convince Mel to go see Detective Pikachu with me. Uh, I actually have tickets for Saturday, oh so hopefully gosh. we'll get the review out okay. uh, early. We'll, we'll be getting it in Korea a little early. So, mm. so yeah, looking forward to talking about that with everybody, if it's great or not. It has been getting actually pretty positive early reviews. I, I'm, but you know, I, I'm out, I don't know what to say. I really don't. That's fair. That's cool. <laughs> but we'll have plenty to say next week when we review <sighs> Take a Pikachu. <laughs> All right. This is this is uh, this concludes this episode of Blurred Up. If you want to find us on Facebook, we are there at B L E R D U P. We're also on Twitter at B L E R D U, and we're on Instagram at B L E R D period up thank you very much mel thank you as always y'all be easy bye